not a Miller genuine draft, but it's the NBA draft. It's already come and <laughs> gone. Jordan, Miller. Matt. Oh, yeah, it's too Miller, early to do what? that. <laughs> oh, everybody loves it. Daddy. Got it. Dick for Big three. Big dog talk. Yeah, dick for three. That's what we're going to be hearing. <laughs> D- dick from Regina. Here we go. Uh, NBA draft recap. Uh, yeah, dick the, from Moose Jaw. The, the, the Toronto Raptors, 11th, uh, 13th overall pick, pardon me, uh, selecting Grady Dick. Uh, you know, the, 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 it, that, that's going to be uh, the, the gift that keeps on giving, uh, that you guys, uh, you know, get to listen to uh, two Raptors fans uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy some <laughs> Dick in their lives. Uh, you know, dick seems I like dick. he's... Uh, I, I love Dick as well. I, th- I think that uh, Dick is going to bring, uh, you know, a, a, a great penetrative, uh, you know, game. Uh, you know, he can really uh, yes. hit it from deep. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm just excited to see what Dick can uh, can really bring to me. Yeah, and you know he he he's a good athlete. Dick, like Dick, he's long, um, and mm-hmm. he you know he, he's not just a shooter, okay. Um, but you know, hey, as Dick a Dick, can he does. Spray. <laughs> okay, you know we, we're stretching this out a little bit, uh, maybe too much, but hey, no, Dick, in all Dick seriousness, Dick can stretch it out. I can tell you that, man. Yeah, no, he really can. But uh, you know, I love. I love the all red suit. Uh, that was kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, um, kind of looked like a dick. I head. saw a video. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I saw a video of him. Uh, it wasn't from the draft night, but he can talk like uh, like Daffy Duck pretty well. Oh yeah, I have to send yeah. that to you. I do. I do it. like that. I do like that. Um, Daffy Duck is uh, is one of the goats. <laughs> but uh, you, you know, he, he likes Drake. Uh, he he kind of looks like a an average like Ontario hockey boy mm-hmm. too, which I think will yep. play into good for the fan base. So uh, He's yeah, got the I love TikTok down. I love already. Dick all around. Oh, hundred percent. Him and Scotty TikToking. Yeah, all day. I don't man. know. I, I'll say this. He said he he called out Drake too. He said he wanted to see Drake wear his jersey. I don't think it's happening, <laughs> man. I don't think you've realized <laughs> what your last name is at this point. I, I don't think if I don't think Drake will do it. If anyone's going to do it, he'll be like, yippee, I'm going to get my dick jersey. You know, yeah. I mean, the, it's all, Drake will do it. I'm calling Look it right around now. you. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a, uh, it'll be interesting for sure. Maybe we'll have to see, maybe a ne- next Drake song, we get a Grady Dick uh, oh, bar man. thrown in there. That would be I good. I can't wait. Uh, she rubbing on my Grady Dick. <laughs> okay. No, no, she's grading on my dick. Here we go. Drake, who's been your ghostwriter all along, man. Uh, but oh, let's get serious. Let's get God. into it. Uh, enough dick talk. Uh, enough, uh, enough wrench handle in here. Uh, yeah. Big dog ball talk. Matt Echo, Jordan Flegel. We are here to recap the uh, the 2023 NBA draft. Our, our biggest uh, surprises, uh, as well as uh, you know, just uh, people who maybe uh, were, we thought were a bit of a reach as well in the draft. Uh, and, and of course, as alluded to, uh, apologies again for our uh, technical difficulties at the end of uh, the, the the other podcast where we previewed yes, the yes. NBA. Uh, you know, at least you guys got like. 95% of the content it was just the end of the John Morant uh, suspension talk that uh, that mm-hmm. got caught out but uh, you guys got all of our draft preview so you uh, you kind of know where our head was at but uh, hopefully no technical issues uh, on our end this time mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but yep now that we uh, are, are are setting our focus here Jordan let's talk about the NBA draft uh, a, a lot a lot of people fell exactly where uh, you know a lot of the, the biggest draft analysts in the world had kind of peg them to be going but uh jordan was there anyone who really shocked you that rose up the uh the the, the rankings here and uh kind of you, you were a little surprised to see get taken as early as they did well i think you know the, the top five went pretty much chalk I, I i didn't think or i wasn't sure where the two thompson twins would go but around there was where they were projected so that made sense yeah Top, um, top five, I believe, was all correct by exact order. Uh, if you follow just whatever the odds makers had as the favorite yeah. to go for each pick. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, the Koulibaly kid went higher than I, I thought. Yeah. I thought maybe he could potentially still be available to the Raptors at 13. That was being a bit optimistic, but I didn't think he'd go as high as 7. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, he, he gets traded. They they swap. It was Walker and Koulibaly, right? Yeah, the Pacers and the Wizards made a little mini swap there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, going all the way up to 7, that, that's higher than I had him, but I think a lot of people had the same... I was I really liked him. I, I don't I don't think did I mention him? Did we mention yeah, him? Uh, we, I think yesterday? we talked a little bit about him, but not much. Okay. Yeah, because kind of like, kind of got overshone by his uh, his his French teammate uh, yes. Wambanyama once again. <laughs> yes, yes, but like I, he, you know, he's he's like eighteen. He's one of the youngest guys in the in the draft, and like he's he's got clearly got an NBA body, like you know six seven with long arms. He might even fucking grow a little bit. Who knows? Um, and and he's shown you know. A little bit of shooting ability, a little bit of like two way sort of potential. So I was I was really high on you know a team just taking him and picking up picking him up as a a bit of a project. And so now he's going to the Wizards, which is the perfect place to have him. Like there's no pressure on him. They can you know I mean Jordan Poole is probably going to be taking a lot of the shots, but uh, you know still he, he'll he'll have a lot of opportunity there. So I think that's a good place for him to go. But he went he went higher than I thought, um, but. I, I, I like the the move, uh, you know, to, to scoop him up. Um, mm-hmm. And I, another guy who went higher, Cason Wallace went higher than I thought. Uh, and I really liked him uh, as, as a guard. I thought he might potentially, again, still be available for the Raptors to maybe have a look at, like a sort of guard who's more of a 3 and D type uh, and, and can, can play make a little bit, uh, you know, not much of his own, uh, you know, shot making, but, you know, uh, a, a guy who really can set the table and and, and yeah, really strong defensively. Yeah. So you know him going. Uh, who did the, uh, I guess he ended up with the Thunder because the, the 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 Mavs made that trade for for Lively between t- ten and twelve there. Um, the Thunder's a good place for him. He can you know back up SGA, uh, get mm-hmm. some. I'm sure that'll be a, a good role for him. Um, Definitely and, thought he uh, was he he went off the board earlier than I than I had had him, but uh, yeah. like of, of all the like, like well just to, before we get off him too quickly there. Like Kula Lobby, uh, Kula Bali, pardon me. Yeah, was yeah. The, for me that was the biggest surprise for sure. I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. you know that like like his draft profile has completely changed. You know, going from five eleven to six seven within two years is insane. I'm still yeah. waiting for it to happen. Uh, you'll be seeing me uh, undrafted <laughs> soon, uh, in the league, be like a two K storyline. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I I'll say this: I think he's got the genetic gifts to you know get it done, but. I'm not. I'm not sure if I would have, uh, you know, decided to go that high with him. I, I, I'm a little. I'm a little skeptical on him. I'll say yeah, that. He, I, I, I don't know if I would have taken him that high. I think that he's he's still got to, some some shit to figure out. He relies a lot on his athleticism, and whenever your biggest strength is athleticism, I'm always going to be skeptical because you know when you get to the NBA, you got to have yeah. a, a, a pretty well polished skill set. I know he's got some decent offensive game, uh, and as long as he can stay, you know, keep his feet moving and everything, that's great. But uh, I, I I might want to keep an eye on that. Plus, he's got, he's got, yeah, he went to the Wizards uh, after that trade was all done, uh, said and done. So, uh, you know, that, that's kind of a poverty franchise and uh, not really <laughs> known for developing young talent. So uh, yeah. it, I, I, I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him. But I, I, I do think that was a big reach on the, 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 the part of the Pacers or the part of the, the, the uh, Wizards, pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, that. that's definitely true. Like, like. It, it, it's going to be a project. Like, there's no, nothing proven with him. Like, he, he absolutely mm-hmm. could turn. I mean, you know, he, like, you know, the Raptors drafted Bruno Caboclo with this, you know, incredible body and not really. Uh, 
It's been two years from two years. He's got to be good now. <laughs> yeah, he's close, right? It's he, been like two years was, since two years has been two years. I know, I know. But, you know, and that's that's the trendy thing to do, you know, like pick the Euro- European or, or guy from South America or wherever, you know, who maybe scouts don't know quite as much about and hope he can turn into this star. And so I think I think he's, he's got all the tools to do it, I think. But, yeah, he, he's, he's extremely raw right now, so we'll see. But definitely higher, higher up, way higher up than I thought. Um, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so those are my two probably my two biggest surprises. Everyone, everyone else was pretty. The other surprises I think were more in the uh, you know guys falling uh, rather sure, than being yeah. taken higher. Yeah, I, I, the the only guy I'm going to throw out there too, you know, uh, someone who I thought went uh, a little higher than I was expecting, but uh, you know, it seemed like his uh, his odds and uh, his his chances to go uh, even closer to the lottery uh, kept rising as the uh, the the week went on. But uh, Jaime Yaquez Jr., I believe I'm Let's pronouncing go. that right. Uh, I I mean he'll be I, he'll be interesting to watch. I think it was a shit pick for the Heat to get another wing. I don't know why <laughs> that was their 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 call here, but I mean I, I know a lot of the guards that just went off the board uh, already at that point. Uh, but you know there were still a couple guys that could have probably went after. But I, I mean Nick Smith Jr. I don't know maybe that would have been a nice pickup for them. Uh, you know a guy who who kind of fell, but. I, yeah, Jaime, I, I'm, we're, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, you know, I, I, I think maybe he should cut his hair a little bit shorter. Uh, that's a personal <laughs> opinion. Uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, uh, I, I, I do question the fit with the Heat. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think he could be kind of similar to a Nikola Jovic uh, situation yes. where his rookie year, he essentially is just stashed away to just learn for a year. He doesn't really get to do much in his rookie year, which yeah. I don't really think is a great way to handle it. I think you kind of got to go trial by fire. I'm not saying give him 30 minutes a night, but... You know, give them some burn at least, uh, which, which you know the the Heat are always a little bit reluctant to do with those uh, those young guys. So uh, yeah. he he's a guy who you know I think you know he jumped up a decent amount in my opinion. You know, uh, uh, but you know still uh, you know has has good potential as a scorer, got good a good NBA frame, but uh, I'm not 100 percent sold on his ability. But yeah, yeah we, we we let's hop into now uh, you know the steals of the draft and Jordan, the first guy that and that comes to mind when I think of steals. Number twenty overall, the Houston Rockets, Cam Whitmore. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the top forwards in the draft. A lot of people had him. You know, potentially even cracking into the top five. Pretty much was a lock for the top ten. And yeah. uh, you know, here he is falling all the way to number twenty. Seems like there was some uh, concerns that weren't exactly made public uh, at the, mm-hmm. that point. But uh, you know, what do you think of Cam Whitmore dropping to the Rockets? Because I think they drafted pretty solid uh, throughout this draft. And you know, you get a guy like this at number twenty. Uh, this this might be a uh, a great start to this rebuilding and retooling uh, Rockets franchise. Hundred percent. Like I, I kept expecting him to to be the next pick. Like once we got past you know ten and all the guys, I was sort of expecting. Um, yeah. I kept expecting everyone to be like, well, we might as well take a chance on this guy who's got like an incredible uh, like body. Um, you know, he has shown uh, you know that he can, you know be a really good shooter. Uh, and I, I like his size and his profile. Like, I think he can, he can come in and, and help people help someone right away. Like he's not someone who has to mm-hmm. develop his frame really. Um, but like he is, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what made him drop. So, you know, precipitously there, uh, you know, w- without more info, because it, it feels like there is something that we, we don't know. Like, I know that he's a bit of a, not the greatest playmaker in the world. He's a he's a bit of a reckless shot taker sometimes. But I I don't know. I, I thought someone would have would have definitely taken a chance on on, on him early. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, the the Rockets. 
they're they're going to be a weird team this year. Like I I don't know. Like they've got all these young guys, and now adding him in there again. Like he was such a high high school recruit. He's going to have a lot of confidence coming in, and you know a lot to prove and and think that he deserves minutes on this team with all these young kind of wing scorers. Um, and it'll be interesting to see you know who who rises above. But like the his his pedigree uh, is there. Like and I think it was wise for the Rockets to just say fuck it. He's still on the board. Let let's go get him and and we'll see because. Yeah, I think he'll have to prove himself, but he has he has the body and sort of the 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 make of a of a big time scorer in the NBA. But we'll yeah. see what what's we'll see. I, I I think something might you know something eventually will come out exa- about exactly why he dropped like that. I can't imagine it just being like his on the court stuff or you know maybe no, no, there's something not. with injuries or something else. But you know the. <laughs> If there is something big like that or some real concern, the Rockets might not be the best organization for him to go to, but we'll see. Ime is the new sheriff in town. Maybe he'll clean up the act of yeah, all these young he'll, fucking he'll guys. He'll be able to teach him. He'll yeah. teach him. <laughs> Hopefully it wasn't uh, something... Uh, something uh, actually, no, I, won't, I won't even get into it. I won't get into yeah, it. Don't get into it, man. Don't get into it. <laughs> uh, the, the, the other guy I want to I, I shout out, uh, Rand Rupert. Uh, or maybe it's Rupert. I, I'm yep. honestly not 100% sure. Uh, but... I think he, he's a guy that, you know, we were talking about these international players that people could kind of go and snag, you know, spent the last year uh, playing for the, the New Zealand Breakers, uh, originally from France, though. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm if you're going to go for a guy, I mean, six foot six, six foot seven, depending on where you uh, you, you look at where he's listed. But, uh, you know, a seven foot two wingspan, uh, freak athlete, you know, already a really great defender. Obviously, his uh, his offensive skill set still needs a lot to be uh, you know developed, but uh very raw but i think there's a lot to build off of with him and you know landing him in the second round uh you know i think that that's a that, that's a pretty pretty great fit there a great get for the the trailblazers someone that they can definitely use and develop uh and you know they got a, they've got quite a few of these uh these defensive guys i'm, I'm interested to see what this uh trailblazers team's gonna look like uh, especially now that they've uh they've also uh, acquired the talents of scoot henderson so uh you know dame yep. uh you you definitely don't have a championship contender on your hands at this point, but uh, you know maybe you can teach some of these young guys to ball. I don't know. We'll uh, we'll see. But we'll uh, yeah, see repair, what goes on over there. Yeah, yeah. Repair is definitely uh, one of those guys I look at as a potential steal to draft uh, based on where they all end up landing. Because I had for him sure. off off the board in the first round for my mock. For sure. Yeah. Another guy like why not? Uh, you know why why not take a chance on a guy? Yeah, with that type of frame. Like uh, again, with with the draft, like. I'm, 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 you want to look at like the skills that they already have. Like I'm really encouraged by guys who are already good shooters. Cause that, you know, that means they're, they're, you know, they're much more likely to succeed in the NBA. All, all these people talk about, you know, you can learn shooting and stuff, but like the one thing you can't change about anyone ever is just, you know, their frame and their body and, and, you know, their physical profile. So yeah, love guys like that. I, yeah, I, I, I think I can't remember, but I probably would have had him going first round as well, but that, that's a good shout out. Um, I really like the uh, the the back to back picks late in the first round. I mean, we talked about Noah Clowney. I didn't see him falling mm-hmm. all the way to twenty one, but yeah. and then right after that, Derek Whitehead, um, another guy who I actually quite like, and that, that's back to back picks to the Nets. I thought that guy those who, are, before yeah before the season, people thought he could be a lottery pick. Uh, exactly, yeah. And so another guy, you know, kind of he was dealt with injuries for most of his season at Duke, didn't play very much, and then didn't average you know, very many points because of that. And so that all kind of, you know, th- threw off the, you know, the sort of focus on anyone trying to really 
get him high in the high in the draft. But you know, falling you know to that sort of mid mid first round, um, I think the 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 Nets were wise to just say let's let's get this guy because he he another guy with a great body and who has shown he can be like he's got really great good path. shooting mechanics. Um, and like, uh, yeah, like you said, like he, he, he profiled as a much higher pick and, and I think that was a bit of a steal for them. And, and we talked about Clowney yesterday, like the, the, I think, you know, maybe you say, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's not really proven yet as a shooter. Can you play him next to someone like Nick, Nick Claxton, uh, on the nets? And I think that's what, that's what they want to do. They want to put him up there as like a four who can maybe play small ball, you know, center when Claxton, Claxton's in foul trouble or whatever. But if he can learn to shoot and, and, you know, spread the floor, uh, that'd be a pretty good, you know, defensively having those two guys uh, who can, who are big, but are mobile enough to, you know, protect the rim and, and you know, move around uh, defending guards in the pick and roll and stuff like that. So the, the, I, I really like that, that move for, for, for the Nets, those two, um, and, and two guys who, you know, different circumstances probably, in my opinion, should have gone higher. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And uh, it looks like the Nets are going to keep stockpiling the the young talent that they've got, and uh, you know could be a, an interesting team to watch. But uh, yeah. that's uh, that, that that's it for the the twenty twenty three NBA draft. Uh, one more, about, just, one more. I just realized. Oh, I there. hate to say it, the Lakers got a steal with Jalen Hood Shafino because yep. I thought he could have yep. gone higher. He's exactly what they the Raptors need. to take him. A hundred percent. He was uh, a guy I circled. You know, if he was still available, he should be one of the first they consider because like. Big fucking point guard who can pass and and play make shoot a little bit defend mm-hmm. really liked him. It's kind of unfair that he's going to the Lakers, but here we are. Yep, uh, well, definitely going to be a, a pretty much a perfect fit for you know that that team's needs. Uh, maybe they can uh, you know tell D'Lo to shove it and uh, <laughs> you think they will pack his bags. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a it's going to be interesting. A lot of promise from this draft class, but only time will tell. And uh, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe we'll even get some summer league coverage in here, uh, depending on uh, how how this all ends up shaking out. Alex, but, can we uh, afford to fly out to summer league? Yeah, Alex, fly us out to summer Let league, us know. please. Uh, Alex is also the treasurer, big dog ball talk treasurer. After yes, the, he is. The, uh, the the big dog ball talk monkey. Uh, uh, you know, he's not to be trusted with the funds anymore. <laughs> no, we'll start, he kept start eating from them. scratch. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, Alex, I haven't been paid this month, so if you could just look into mm-hmm. that, please. I got I a double pay. That's weird. Oh, that's uh, the but uh, you know to to move on. Uh, the, the, this gets the important stuff here, Jordan. NBA trade talk. It's always what? coming in. It's always coming back. Kristaps uh, Porzingis uh, on the move. Uh, as of course, well as that Chris happens Paul right when we Jordan get Poole. off. Right when we get mm-hmm. offline yesterday. Sorry, everyone. Uh, we're a bit yep. late. Uh, so uh, we're we're getting it in now, though. Kristaps uh, yep. Porzingis to the Boston Celtics. Let's uh, break that one down first. Uh, I think this is a perfect fit. For the uh, the Boston Celtics at this point, he yep. is the exact kind of player that you want, uh, you know, at that uh, position for them. Uh, that that front court now uh, down low between him and Time Lord, uh, no one's going to be able to get any uh, buckets in the paint. Really, I think the only thing possibly holding back the potential of the Celtics starting five now is Porzingis, because we've seen him struggle to buy in and be uh, a willing third option, score a second scoring option, like. He's going to have minimal touches. Like uh, like we said, it's going to be that Kevin Love come in. You can get five shots really quickly to start the first quarter, maybe yeah, six yeah. or seven. But Close after that, up. you got to understand, you know, you're, you're pretty much a, a big-time role player out there. Yeah. Uh, but he does bring a, a huge offensive upside, gives them a new layer down low, which they haven't had really a dominant post player uh, for the, the entire Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown uh, you know, run. You're going to dis- uh, disrespect so that- Al Horford like that? Younger man Al yes. Horford? Come I on. am, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, except for game one of the NBA Finals, uh, yeah, 2021. It was, it was uh, 2022, rather. Um, but, yeah, it, it, 
I think that the Celtics, you know, obviously uh, already a title favorite, title contender. Uh, you know, they, they just got even better now by adding uh, a guy like Porzingis. Yeah, I mean, go, go, go back, listen to everything we fucking said about the Celtics. I was like, you know, we both agreed this front court situation is ridiculous. Like, how do you how are you going to rely on a guy who's 50 years old and a guy who's hurt uh, seems like more than half of the time as you're only two bigs on a team? Yeah. And I mean, I was excited that they went and picked up Mike Muscala. He doesn't even yeah. get a fucking lick of playing time. I was like, they're going to mm-hmm. need him eventually. He never got played. Uh, thanks a lot, Joe Mazzulla. Um, but like... He knows what the, he's doing. Well, actually, honestly, thanks a lot, Joe Mazzulla. I love when the Celtics lose. This is great. <laughs> I'm rooting against them still. Um, but like, this is a, just a much better. This is a much better arrangement. Like, there, there, yeah. there's still three guys who struggle to stay on the floor. I mean, Porzingis was much better last year, but you know, lest we forget, he he gets injured too. But between yeah, the yeah. three of them, between the three of them, you should always have all you need is one most games especially in the regular season when you get to the playoffs can we please up that to two i mean god forbid they're all able to play at the same time maybe that'll happen that'll be amazing i think for them because as people have said you can play any combination of those three like you can play the super big lineup that the the ema style uh, horford and time lord together you can play time lord and porzingis together because porzingis can shoot it a little bit um and and then you'd have this awesome rim protecting duo and you can play Mm -hmm. porzingis and Horford because you know of, of all the things that they're all able to do so it's I think it's a, a perfect sort of three-man arrangement for the front court there much better than what they were dealing with before um and and I I always thought that the Celtics didn't have the right point guard but at the same time they had too many of these fucking point guards like they they, they have they have these three guys White, Brogdon, and Smart who you know they're all good in different situations on a different night. And I'm like, can it, can we have just a guy who is clearly always the best option to have there at point guard and at point guard, like someone who can set people up, which is that what they've been sorely missing. They still haven't addressed that. We'll see. I don't think the Celtics are done, but I think switching out one of those guys and Marcus Smart for uh, you know for Porzingis to solve that front court problem is a good first step. And uh, sure. and it, it you know for for who. Porzingis profiles as that's not too too much to give up and I didn't they get picks oh, in this as well they got two first round picks too <laughs> yeah. in, in all this mess yeah, I don't so. really know what Washington uh, you know that the new management they want to clear house at just, uh, any yep. cost even if it's uh, at their own expense at this point yeah uh, but but yeah I, I I do agree I think yeah Porzingis uh, you know gives them that much needed floor uh, spacing as well uh, so that yep. they really struggled with all of last year um, but yeah, it's a. It will be interesting to see, you know, if they can actually make it work with their guard dynamic because obviously the original Porzingis trade fell through because the Clippers yes. had found that uh, you know Brogdon's got some some serious. It looks like that maybe that forearm issue or maybe potentially something new. I don't think it's uh, been uh, you know explicitly uh, explained yet uh, or stated, but Brogdon seemingly uh, having some tough medical uh, issues at this point, so that could yeah. be a, a tough one. Like you can't really only have one guard and then one like uh, bandaged up boy coming off the bench, so. Uh, and it, he knows be interesting you, to he see. knows you just tried to trade him too. Is he going to be uh, mm-hmm. you know happy and about that? Uh, it's got to be an awkward uh, you know situation for uh, for the Celtics. But but yeah, we'll yeah. see. Well, and then you uh, you look over on the other side of this uh, you know, equation uh, coming out from the, uh, the 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 side of the Celtics. Marcus Smart ends up going to the uh, the, the, the 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 Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, going to be filling in for John Morant uh, in, in his absence of those first twenty five games, which will yeah. be uh, pretty interesting, I think. Uh, but it, I, I'm, I don't know. I don't know why they really got went out and got 
Marcus Smart. Like you're not going to be able to play him alongside Jaw. I don't feel uh, you know in the in the long run. I mean, you potentially could go that small ball too. But then where are you putting Desmond Bain? Like yeah. I, I thought of all the landing spots for Marcus Smart, the Grizzlies was kind of a weird spot. Uh, cause yeah, they're, they're not moving on from jaw. Like, and then having Marcus Smart coming off the bench just kind of seems like maybe almost a bit of a waste of his, his efforts and his talents. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really, I'm not huge on the move on this for the, uh, the sake of the Grizzlies, at least at this point. Yeah. I, I felt the same way right at the beginning. I've warmed to it a little bit more as I thought about it, but it's, be, it's more because of who Marcus Smart is and what he can bring intangible intangibly and off the court like as an adult and and i will get into that because i think that that is important but yeah, yeah on the floor i mean what Des- do you mean by that <laughs> desmond bain is already built like mr potato head you know we've all seen yeah. the the photos of his little arms he can't play a three there is no way if anything no, no. he should He's, be what, six three six four <laughs> yeah. most so so there is no way so you cannot play that three guard lineup i like bet i bet freaking taylor jenkins will try it and i bet you know, and maybe it'll it'll have some good results because Marcus Smart can defend threes. He can defend up, and so maybe mm-hmm. and and you get you know the shooting between those two guys maybe. But I don't think it's like a, a good long term solution. Um, and the biggest thing for me too, like even before I talk about Marcus Smart, I really love Tyus Jones. Like he was he was yeah. in terms of what he brought to the table. Every time Jaw was out, he would step in, and he was the best backup point guard in the NBA for the last two years, basically. Like he was. He was great, and 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 he's young, so he was only going to get better. Um, but I, I completely. That, that being said, I completely understand the move from trying to make the Grizzlies a more grown-up team. Because, like, when you think about it, when you think about all the shit John Morant has been able to get away with uh, in the past two years, or really just this year, I guess. Um, he. Like, there's no adults on that team. Like, uh, Steven Adams is the oldest guy. And when I yeah. last looked, he wasn't even 30. And he's not going to yeah. go. He's not going to go to John Morant and be like, hey, Mike, you can't go to the strip club tonight. Um, like, that's. Maybe you will. I, I don't think he'll he's... be like, actually, that sounds kind of cool. Let's <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. But Marcus Smart, like, someone like Marcus Smart is going to go in there right away and be like, John, no, you're not going out tonight, dude. I know we're on the road. But, uh, like, you know, I, I think. I think Marcus Smart is the perfect personality to go in there, and they he plays the same position as as John Morant, so he can kind of be that sort of mentor and older guy. Like the the Grizzlies have got away for way too long of having this young, reckless ass team. Dylan Brooks doing whatever the hell he wants. All these young guys just and and no one is, is has been willing to stand up to Jaw because they're all like around his age, uh, and 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 they needed that. So from that perspective, I completely understand getting Marcus Smart. Uh, you know, he's going to add to their defensive identity. It's going to be tough. He's going to be like a veteran leader who's been there. I, I, I was listening to someone say yesterday, he played over a hundred playoff games with the Celtics, which blows my fucking mind that it's that much, yeah. but it's true. Um, so on he's the, the court, longest, te- well, longest tenured Celtic, uh, yeah, you know, on, on, on that current time. team. Yeah. Yeah. He's, it, it's, it's, it's very weird to, it's going to be weird to see him not in a Celtics uniform. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so on the court, don't love it, but off the court, I completely get it, and it kind of balances it out for me. Where I'm, I'm maybe in the, I'm in the warm on it. I'm warm about it, I think, more than I'm down on it. But, but I will have to see. Um, and I mean, it, when you take into account that Jaw is going to be missing, he is going to fill in that very, very nicely yep. over those first twenty-five games. It's when he comes back that that's going to be more iffy. But I like his veteran presence on the team for sure. I just maybe yep. get someone at a different position, keep Tyus Jones. Yep, that's yep. what I would have done. 
Well, uh, you know, speaking of a logjam, uh, another NBA trade that went down, uh, you know, post, uh, you know, it's kind of a, so in my mind, this is like a six team trade. I think that's the cooler way to look <laughs> at it instead of thinking that teams are just making like multiple trades with the same guys. But Chris Paul landing in the yay area, uh, the, the yay Chris area. Paul, Steph Curry backcourt. Are we going to see it? Uh, a really weird move, really weird. Just, it's going to be odd to see Chris Paul in a, uh, a Warriors jersey. I'm not yes. really, uh, yes. I'm not excited to see that. Uh, but it's also, it's just weird to think of like what his role is going to be on this team. Are they going to be able to, uh, to start him? Are they going to be able to, uh, you know, bring him off the bench? Is that going to work out? I'm not really sure what's going on, but, uh, it, it's going to be, I, I, I just, I don't know what, what, what Steve Kerr is going to be able to do with this guy. I, yeah, at the end I of the day, he's, he's just, he's old. He doesn't fit the needs where you, uh, you know, you're trying to, to, to fill. I mean, you, you got rid of Jordan Poole, which I mean, great. And we're going to talk about his fit with the wizards, uh, in, in a moment too, after this, but I, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very confused on this one. And like, if they think Chris Paul is going to be this guy, who's going to come in here and he's going to shake up the ship and he's going to give them some huge boost that's going to make them a title contender again they're they're sorely mistaken because he's not that guy anymore yeah well matt i'm zagging baby i love chris paul as you know i love this trade Uh, i'm joking i don't love this trade but kind of like the marcus smart one initially when i read this fucking trade when i saw a fucking Woj tweet with with chris paul in one half of a picture and jordan Poole, i was so fucking shocked like i've never been shocked more shocked i don't think uh, it like or, or caught off guard for a trade. Like I wasn't expecting this at all. I thought Chris Paul was first going to get bought out, and then just kind of have his choice of where to go. Um, and you know, I just again on the court, it doesn't really make sense. Kind of similar to the Memphis thing. Like you're going to play him. Are you going to play Steph Curry at the two guard? That's kind of an interesting idea, to be honest with you. That's never really been tried before. They uh, maybe they did it a bit with. Like Sean Livingston and and Steph, but mm-hmm. I swear to God, every time Sean Livingston would play, it would, it would be because Steph was on the bench. Uh, at least that's how I remember it. Yeah. But like Steph off, as an off-ball shooter with another point guard there to set him up is a cool idea. Uh, and with with what I still expect to be and a he bit can play off-ball, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, oh my God, if any, like you know, Steph's one of the best off-ball players ever, and it's normally just you know Draymond getting him those 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 passes. But now you know it can be from different angles, different sort of things you can run with with Chris Paul up at the top of the key there with Draymond running the off-ball screen. So it's interesting, but uh, and then you look at it uh, of okay, Chris Paul's injured again. Well, that's fine. You know, we've we've run with with Steph as our our point guard and we like we already know what to do without that. So it's it is in the situation that I literally was just talking about with you of putting him in a situation where he's not needed um but you know, I I <laughs> I never expected it to be to back up Steph. So this is this is very interesting, but like I, I do think he is going to be a guy if the if if you know the, the the Warriors had a shit bench that wasn't able to do anything last year he can come in and kind of lead that second unit when when he's healthy mm-hmm. and so I I like that as an idea as well just like a, a a guy with you know one of the one of the best basketball IQ players we have still who who knows how to work with guys in the pick and roll and you know find the shooters and all that stuff like I I think he can really help Kaminga if he's still there and 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 everyone that they have in that bench Moody all these guys um and so. You know, I, I like it from, from that perspective. But again, I, I it is still weird. Like, no, no matter what, how you slice yeah. it, it's a weird place to put some, you know, to take Jordan Poole and then to, to replace him with Chris Paul is, is, is a weird way to go about it. But again, I, I don't hate it. 
And I also think maybe this might be a bit of Draymond Green insurance. I don't think Draymond Green is going to leave, but he has opted out. And I think if if another team like the Mavs make him, makes him a huge offer. The uh, Lakers. Or the Lakers or who who knows. His buddy, his buddy LeBron. Yeah. Uh, like it, he, he could potentially walk. And then it does help having Chris Paul uh still he's not a he's not a replacement for Draymond in any sense mm-hmm. but like a you know you can you can do you, you can you can have that really really smart playmaker next to Steph which you I think you really need so I get that it doesn't really make sense I don't know how Chris Paul is going to play for Steve Kerr just in general that's going to be hilarious because yeah. those two uh have gone at it many times but uh in more in a polite, polite way between those two but I swear to god they hate each other um but uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of hot on it, Matt. Let's fucking go, Chris Paul to the Warriors. I, I'm a I Warriors fan were, now too. If, if you're gonna move Pool, uh, which you know we're about to get into now, but uh, if you're gonna move Pool to Washington, why wouldn't you have went after Porzingis? I feel like that would have been a, the way better fit in this situation because they've been needing a center so fucking badly for yeah. years, years yeah. now, uh, and they still yeah, haven't addressed really that nice. issue through the draft. They haven't done anything to fix that. And I think that would have made more sense to people. Like, yeah. instead of trade, like, because like, at least that way the timeline somewhat sort of, you know, can make sense comparatively. Yeah. Like, Chris Paul might be done at the end of the season. You're giving up a guy yeah. in Jordan Poole who, you know, maybe if you were really wanted to, could turn him into you know, your, the, the, the next guy once Steph Curry's done. And obviously, yeah. he's had some issues on the court. I mean, we, he's got, he takes shots whenever he feels like it. Maybe, uh, you know, not the most mature player, doesn't respond to it very well. I know that he's got the the mental issues, but he does shoot the hell out of the ball when he's hot, and uh, you know he's he's shown he can be a bit of a playmaker as well. I think there was a lot of talent there to develop, and now the Washington Wizards will get him, and he's going to be able to take as many shots as he wants. It's going to be like watching uh, Gilbert Arenas back in the early two thousands, just kind of I guess late uh, late 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 two thousands or twenty tens, taking whatever shot he fucking wants, shooting the you'll probably take twelve threes a game. Uh, yep. you know, Jordan Poole will have insane stat lines by the end of the year because he's just going to command the ball and do whatever he wants in, uh, on the Wizards, and they're probably cool with uh, being bad and just having yep. him uh, you know keep building that confidence. Yeah, hundred percent, and and I think for the Wizards. Who are just starting this huge rebuild? Like they've gotten rid of everyone. You know, Kuzma's not coming back. I'm sure. So you know that they, they're just going to clean house. Uh, I think Jordan Poole's huge fucking contract is actually a plus for them because with these new rules, you have to spend a certain amount. You can't just hoard cap space. So they've mm-hmm. actually, and they don't want to be paying anyone. They just want to be as bad as possible. So you know that this this bad contract that was maybe sort of no one wanted to touch. Uh, the you know the the Wizards it's actually good for them so yeah it, it works out and uh, yeah I mean uh, it, it's also you're getting something for the Chris Paul asset which I thought they would just have to buy him out like from the Wizards perspective yeah, I didn't yeah, think they'd exactly, get him so yeah. so I think it's all all a win for the Wizards I actually really like well, where I, where the well, Wizards let alone end up a guy a guy who could be who was like maybe a six man of the year contender. Uh, you know, a season ago. Yeah, yeah. And so now if you're the Wizards, you've got you've got Tyus Jones, you've got Jordan Poole, like two young guys. Like that's those are two really interesting young guys. Uh like they're they're both, you know, the, the defense isn't gonna blow you away, but you've got freaking Koulibaly there on the wing to uh to mm-hmm. uh, you know handle those responsibilities and uh you've still got uh uh what's his face? Who's the guy from Gafford, Israel? Gafford, Gaspert. Uh, no, that's um, uh, Avija. Avija, Danny Avija. You've got him. So you've got, you've got. You know what? I, I, for, I, I'm more excited about this Wizard squad than any they've rolled out the past five years when they've tried to pretend like they're going to 
maybe scrape into the seventh seed. So good for the Wizards. I, I'm, I'm, I approve of their early moves to, to, uh, to be bad and, and just start yeah. over. Um, and, uh, and yeah, they got some picks out of it. Uh, love it. But yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, Matt, I, I'm, I'm calling it right now. I think the, the Warriors will be better with Chris Paul than they were this past year with Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and again, it's interesting because if you, I, like, I think you had mentioned it briefly you know, when we were just talking about this uh, through, over text. You know, I thought it was an interesting angle, like having Chris Paul come off the bench and just lead all their young guys because they've been yeah. trying to develop those young guys off the bench. And I, that, as my, I think that's a great idea on paper. The only thing is that there's already so much divisiveness between the vets and the rooks in uh, that the locker room. He's the bridging and, the gap, man. Everyone yeah, loves to listen to like, Chris Paul. <laughs> but I just think it would be better if you know if you had instead of Craig having to bring in a guy to do it, maybe you just make Steph Curry play with these guys. You put Kaminga <laughs> yes, into the starting lineup a couple times. Maybe Moses Moody gets a crack at it once or oh, twice. Oh, I see what like, you mean. They're, yes, they're, yes. No, they're they, still, they they're, don't want to touch. It's them. still gonna feel like it feels like Chris Paul is just kind of uh, coming in as like the the hall monitor, the babysitter. Yeah, like yeah. The, the the kids still can't sit at the adult table yet. Yeah. Uh, and I, I I just don't see them responding well to this uh, if that's the road they want to go. I think it's a great way to develop their talents, kind of see what you can get. Yeah. Unless yeah. they just did that so they can be like, hey, look at these rookies. They're really good playing. Uh, you know, with oh, Chris Paul. Definitely. You, you, you guys want to. You guys want to trade for them? You want to trade for them? Seriously, John Kaminga seven two. Just listen to Big Perk. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's going to be an interesting experiment there and something to watch. And I mean, we're I, I, we're I hear Big Dog Ball Talk. We're always here to see guys uh, in really weird jerseys that uh, just kind of make you cringe a little bit. And Absolutely. this is going to be one of them. Yeah, Marcus Smart in Memphis, uh, Chris Paul mm-hmm. in 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 that whitewash, freaking yellow, gold, whatever. I mean, he just my. Chris Paul and the Warriors, you, all you think of is that fucking insane Steph Curry baseline move where he dribbled behind his legs. Yep, Chris Paul yep. fell over. All the Warriors, they hate him as backup. He, he really oh will be God. his daddy after that one. <laughs> that, that's going to be sad. Yes. And all the, all the you know, uh, battles between the Warriors and the Clippers back in the day. So it's, uh, it's crazy, but that, that's why we love it. That's why I love the offseason. And I'm, I'm hoping there's, there's plenty more movement because this is awesome. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. same with fucking, you know, Marcus Smart in a Memphis Grizzlies jersey is just going to be so weird as well. All, all this shit. And Porzingis as a Celtic, uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. I love it. Well, there's going to be lots more movement to come. Uh, you know, free agent signings and probably going to be more trades uh, to come as well. So uh, keep your, uh, your eyes peeled for that. And, uh, you know, the big dogs are going to be uh, covering each of those uh, big trades and signings that are going to go down this offseason. But this has been Big Dog Ball Talk. Matt, I corner Jordan Flegel. Be sure to follow us at... Big Dog Ball Talk, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, whatever you can find us on, at Big Dog Ball Talk. But until yep. next time, we'll we'll let you know on Twitter. So make sure to follow that. That was at Big Dog Ball Talk. B-I-G-B-A-L-L-B-A. <laughs> that was quick. No, backspace, backspace. B-A. Big Dog Ball. Yeah, no, we got the, the ball, B-A-L-L-L. B-A-L. B-A-L. No. B- T-A-B-L-K. B-I-G. We got it. I don't think B-I-G. you did that right. Yeah, you know me. B-I-G-D-O-G. No, we got it. Everyone spelled it out. You went the D-O-G. Straight- oh, I didn't. I said, yeah, it was big. You- I just said big ball talk. <laughs> mm, interesting. That's Brady what we're going to change it to. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Everybody. Yeah. It all, it all comes full come, circle. Well, if, he will come on this show because. He uh, will come on the show. He, okay. Brady well, Dick I mean, will come on the show. Brady Dick, please come all over this show and, and on the show. Open invite. No, seriously. Get this out to him. Um, I can't wait to talk Dick. Two days. Hey, this sorry. is the this is this is the best way uh, to ingratiate yourself to uh, the the Raptors fandom. Really, is coming on Big Dog Ball Talk. Grady the, Dick uh, coming on Big Dog Ball uh, Talk. Yes. Yeah, that would be great. I would love it if he did. 
Uh, only in the Daffy Duck also. voice, though. Only yeah, only, yeah. We'll, we'll really all three impressive. of us will do it. Yeah, all three I, of us will do a Daffy learn, Duck but, voice. Okay, nice, nice. You can do it, man. Uh, you gotta talk with a little bit of lift. <laughs> See, okay. come on, man. That's not bad. Actually, that was, first, that was, that was right. my debut. That was debut right. uh, Daffy Duck impression. Uh, no good. greedy dick, though. Big Dog Ball Talk, as my good friend Jordan <laughs> always says. Uh, it's dick season. Uh, no, and that's not what I know. I've I've worn out all the happy happy dicks giving. <laughs> Worn out all those. It, to get serious here, Matt. Dick's worn you out. I get it. Well, yes, yes, but seriously, those those poor people on that sub, Matt. They imploded. And you want to get one more crack? You want to get more one more crack at these guys? Eh? Look, <laughs> you, you, you got there was cut a off there was time. a crack. There was a crack. Uh, you know. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. They don't need any more crack. Oh yeah, no one heard me. Did my outro get completely cut off? It did. Yeah, that's what I said. I said you made fun of that they were dead. Look, I did not make fun of them. I just, you know, I was just, pissed on the grave. Just, I first of all, when we last talked, I thought they were still alive. Okay, so I was not doing that at all. I was just saying how it's crazy it would be. The entire thing exploded to be, immediately, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. So, so yeah, so. But so I, I do feel bad uh, that that's crazy. But no, I, I just, you know, I was going through the scenarios of, you know, the five people we could be stuck in this little sub with. Um, and, uh, you know, me, you, Grady, Grady Dick, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Masai and Bobby. Let's go. Nice. That would be good, man. We could we could really sort the Raptors out in the time. Uh, <laughs> th- th- that's the thing. The, 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 the submarine will keep dropping the altitudes that uh, the human body cannot handle. The pressure immense. If we don't figure out how to how to fix the Raptors. We're we're all done. Get, we're a, all get a point guard. 